Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Advocate Podcast. I'm Dr. Matthew Lynch, your host. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how you should deal with a difficult principle. Now, as a teacher, you may find it very difficult to work with your principal. So in this piece, I'm going to give you tips and strategies for how you can survive the workplace as you continue to invest in your students. Now, we know that hands down, being a teacher is one of the most difficult jobs that you will ever do. It can also be one of the most rewarding jobs that you will ever do. I've had great relationships with most of my colleagues and my building principals. They serve to support me in times of difficulty and uncertainty. Now, I want you to have a similar experience. This is not a given, but I want you to have the same experience. We all know that your principal or your vice principal, they're your immediate supervisor. They evaluate you. They have direct authority over the day-to-day management of you and also your school. They're going to be an invaluable ally as you pursue to educate your students. Now, they can be that, an invaluable ally, but they can also be a nuisance that can make their life a living hell. I know because I've had that experience. Back when I was an elementary school teacher, I had a principal that was just a bully. I'm not talking about the head principal because somebody that's listening to this, they may be able to read in between the lines. No, I'm talking about a vice principal. This guy was debonair. He was smooth. He was nice. And I was like, wow, I think I'm going to have a great relationship with him. I think that possibly he could become my mentor. Now, for the first half of the school year, we got along just fine. He started out telling all of the male teachers that he wanted us to wear ties every day, not just every once in a while. I bought into that. I went and purchased maybe about 30 ties, maybe 31. I wanted to make sure that I had a tie for every day of the year. I had no idea that he would turn out being a bully in the second half of the year after Christmas. Now, from August to December, we had a great relationship. It turns out that the person that wouldn't have a good relationship with him would be one of my friends. He was a science teacher. They were continuously butting heads. My friend didn't see the use of wearing a tie every day when he knew he was going to be doing science experiments most days with the students. Now, during the second half of the year, as I alluded to, the relationship between me and my vice principal broke down. And it took me a long time after that to kind of realize why. But it all boils down to jealousy, and I'll tell you why. I did everything he asked of me. I was his biggest champion. I wanted to essentially impress him. But you never outshine the master. That's one of the laws of power. Never outshine the master. Because they may feel threatened or they may feel small in that moment. 
So fast forward to the second half of the year. During the first half of the year, I worked on developing a mentor program. The name of that mentoring program was Project Epiphany. I ended up writing it up. I ended up getting a grant to actually run this mentoring program. But from the moment I showed it to him, he seemed a bit jealous. And I couldn't realize this until maybe years later when I remember his face when I showed him the program. And I asked him if he would look at it and give me some feedback. It seems like after that particular day, he saw me as a threat. He would continuously, not necessarily belittle me, but he would find little faults in everything that I did. Now, the first half of the year, he said that I was a shining star. I was one of the best teachers, one of the best disciplinarians in the whole entire school. And I kept that up, and I tried to, to grow as a teacher during the second half of the year. But for some reason, after he saw me as a threat, Remember, never outshine the master. He started to nitpick everything that I did. He started to spend more time in my classroom, making me feel uncomfortable, as though I wasn't doing a great job. He started to single me out. He started to reprimand me in front of my students. You never reprimand a teacher in front of their students for stuff that maybe I didn't do or for the littlest thing. By the end of the year, I was fed up. We're kind of at each other's throat, never in front of the students, but I would let him know, hey, what's going on? Why all of a sudden are you riding me so hard? By the end of the year, I wanted to quit. And by the end of the year, I did quit. I got a better opportunity somewhere else. And that's exactly what he wanted. And my dad told me that you never let somebody run you off your own porch or from your own territory. You started out there as a teacher. You were there before you got there. You should have stayed. But in my immaturity and my naivete, I was ready for a new challenge. I didn't want to deal with that frustration of having to work every day as a teacher, take papers home, grade papers, develop lesson plans, and then have to go back and forth with my principal, who's supposed to be helping me grow as a teacher, who's supposed to be the instructional leader. Now. I found out from a colleague of mine, she was actually a great friend, that my premonitions were actually correct. Nobody told me that he openly talked about disliking me because I told her one day, I said, man, I'm at my wit's end. I think I'm losing, losing it a little bit, not necessarily losing it, but professionally, I'm like, man, am I really meant to be a teacher? It seems like my vice principal doesn't like me. She said, yeah, he doesn't like you. It's not that he doesn't like you as a teacher. He said that he thinks you are a great teacher and you're one of the best disciplinarians in the whole entire school. But for some reason, personally, he doesn't like you. And I'm like, wow, how could you openly go around telling people you don't personally like me, even though you like me as a teacher and what I can do? Wow. She was the only person that was brave enough to tell me this, mainly because we were good friends and she could see my frustration and the fact that I was Maybe ready to give up on teaching in a couple of years. So I don't want that to be you. I don't want you to leave a school simply because a principal could be jealous of you. They could just have the wrong misunderstanding of you. Or maybe it's simply because your personalities collide. A lot of things happen simply because personalities collide. 
But that's enough about that. Now, as far as dealing with a difficult principal, as I got much older and I dealt with uh, difficult principals and department chairs and deans and college presidents and superintendents and vice presidents, I became more aware of what I should have done. So in hindsight, I started to think about the strategies that I should have used in order to deal with a difficult principal. So that's what I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give you three strategies that you can use to deal with a difficult principal. The first step, take steps to open the lines of communication and build a healthy reciprocal relationship with your principal. It may not always be um, something that you can do, but you have to give it the old college try. There's nothing wrong with appeasing your principal or even kissing up. Your objective is to be somebody that coexists with them and to use them to become the best principal that you can be. Now, what you need to do as far as communication is concerned is make every effort to listen first and then be heard later. You also want to document every interaction between you and that principal. If there's a problem down the line, you're going to have a detailed record of your interactions. Also, if your colleagues witness important interactions between you and the principal, be sure to record their names and other pertinent information. Now, normally, when it comes to my issues or my problems or things I'm trying to work through, I don't want to have to compromise other people. I don't want them to be in the middle of the situation. I don't want them to have to choose sides. But sometimes you you have to do that. And you have to depend upon your colleagues and your peers to be stand-up people and tell the truth no matter who it affects. The second strategy, if you feel as though your building principal is bullying or persecuting you, try to stay calm and remain professional. Give the principal the benefit of the doubt at first, but if he or she crosses the line, it may be time to seek help. This is especially true if you feel that you have done nothing to provoke them and that you've done everything to solve the problem. Step number three, if you decide to seek outside help or advice, your union representative is going to be your first line of defense. And I mean, if you belong to the NEA or AFT, one of the benefits of belonging to that organization or one of those organizations or another organization is the fact that they're going to have union representatives that are going to be available to help you, I guess you could say, negotiate or to filter or to buffer some of the issues you may be having with your principal, other teachers of the school district. The representative is going to inform you of your rights and help you devise a plan for dealing with your situation. If the principal is exhibiting, they're exhibiting bullying behaviors towards you, odds are they've done it to somebody else. There's a possibility that your union representative has fielded complaints about this principal in the past. So again, that union representative is going to be your last line of defense. And don't be afraid to use it, even though sometimes it's scorched earth after that. Because after that, your principal may be at your neck even more. But you can't just sit down and lie down and be dead. Now, if the problem doesn't subside with time, I would do what I did. Transfer to another school within the district or simply leave and go to another school district. If you're not satisfied with this course of action, perhaps you should report your principal to somebody further up the chain of command. Especially if you've done your part. 
Another thing that I can think of is the fact that you may want to have a heart to heart with the principal before you even talk to your union representative. Lay it on the line. Say, I've been feeling like you've been singling me out, like you don't like me. It almost feels like I've been bullied. And when principals and upper level administrators hear the word bullied, they're going to do their part to make you feel more comfortable. Why? Because they don't want it on their record that they actually bullied somebody. Now, remember, it's not your fault. And everyone, even principals, must face the consequences of their own actions. And we would like to think of principals as these altruistic people that treat everybody fairly, have your best interests at heart, love students. But in the end, they're human just like us. They're prone to making mistakes, being jealous, being envious, being vindictive. You just really have to understand that. I've seen strong relationships between teachers and principal devolve into toxic ones at the blink of the eye. The funny thing is that it's usually over some petty matter or some miscommunication. There may come a time when you have to deal with a difficult principal. And I just want you to be prepared. If you implement these strategies, if you do exactly what I've told you to do, you should have no problem standing up for yourself. Remember, you have to think about why you love to teach. You have to think about why you became a teacher. And lastly, if you love teaching, you have to use these tips and tips from other people to deal with your principal. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, see you on the other side.